Hi, everyone. Welcome to Meet the Masters. I'm your host, Robert Allen. To say I'm very excited today is an understatement because I always look forward to the times when I can do a Meet the Masters with someone who's a colleague, someone who I've worked with and, and not just known about, but actually had the pleasure of, of working with. And today, joining us on Meet the Masters is what everyone calls a celebrity wedding planner, but I just call her a fabulous wedding planner. I like that Mindy better. Weiss. Mindy, thank you so much for being here. Thank I, you for having me. I I'm really, just as excited as you. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. And, and we're here in New York as you're starting a whirlwind book tour for your new fabulous book, which we will talk about uh, today. Good. We've got lots of things to discuss. Our listeners really love when we have event planners on here because in my mind, an event planner that does weddings the way you have, and you've done hundreds, over 700 weddings, which is yeah. unbelievable. And I'm alive to talk about it. You are. <laughs> and you know, and not only are you alive, but you can tell just by hearing your voice, by seeing your face, that mm-hmm. you love what you do. Yes, I do. Um, to have done this for as long as you have, as mm-hmm. successfully as you have, it would be impossible to accomplish had that love for that right. uh, not been there. Take us back to the beginning. How did you get into weddings? Oh. Well, first of all, I was brought up in a home full of parties. My parents gave fabulous, creative, crazy parties, and I'm one of three sisters, and we used to sit at the top of the stairs and watch these nutty parties going on with crazy themes and party favors. So it was in my blood. But um, I went into business with my best friend, Janice. We started a custom invitation business, and we created very elaborate, ridiculous invitations. And one of our regular clients came in and had an argument with his family and asked me to do the party. I didn't want to be a party planner because all the crazies came to me. Right. You kind of knew what Oh, my God. And I thought, how does this lady do this? How is she a party (laughs) planner? I love my job. I love being having my weekends and everything. And this wonderful gentleman said, please just do it. I know you could do it. And I said, okay, this one time. So I started planning this 75th birthday party, 275 people. And I knew most of them because I did most of their invitations. And they were all laughing that I was doing the party. But I started and it was like a drug. I could not... I couldn't get off the Ferris wheel that I was on and did some creative, fun things that no one had seen before, which were unique. And from that one party, I got 10 calls the next day. And that is how the ball started rolling. And that is how I lost every Saturday night of my life. That's it. Weekends are no more. Monday, when you're in the wedding business, Monday morning starts your weekend. Yes, there is no TGIF. (laughs) No, no, there isn't. There isn't. It's different. And, you know, it's, it's really amazing, you know, when you talk about how it made you feel. Because mm-hmm. it really is unbelievable to come through an event and mm-hmm. have your client just be so ecstatic that they almost don't have words to oh describe how you, you, know, you made them feel. Well, in his case, it was definitely a shock because right. he had no idea. No one knew that I could even do this. He just felt like he was happy to turn 75 right. and that was going to be it. So... Um, he, from there, you know, was ranting and raving and actually did a toast to me at his party uh-huh. and said how 
he begged me to do it, right. and and I'll always remember that. And Th- his does family. Does that surprise you? sometimes when you're at a wedding and they get up and they make a toast and they're thanking you. Oh in my the God! Toast. I like. <laughs> I mean, people before they meet me, they think. Oh my God, Mindy Weiss. And then they meet me and they think I'm this whole different person than who I am. Right, right. But when they're thanking me at the parties, I'm hiding. I'm like, oh my God. Because it does, right? It seems yeah. a little weird, but it's, but, but you understand that yes. you've taken them through yes, this emotional. With, and I've seen them with yeah, every yeah, emotion, absolutely, absolutely. every intimate thing. I know secrets I shouldn't know. And, you know, they respect that nobody else will know that. Right. And then at the end, I don't know if they're embarrassed or whatever they're doing, but they're they become very good friends. And right. people, we actually have separation anxiety for a little while because you do yeah. become this this person that's yeah. so important in their yeah. in their lives. And you end up talking to them more than your friends, sure. more than your good friends, and right. You know, and it's, and, it's, and it's, of, it's such an emotional yes. uh, situation, so yeah. that you kind of you get drawn into exactly. that. But, but I think you know if you're going to be that way in any industry, mm-hmm. being that way in weddings is how you have to oh, how you have to yes. handle and it. And you have to listen, and you have to be the type of person that allows people to do what they want to do. As long as it's good decisions, right. but you really have to release your own feelings and create their dreams, not your own dreams. Now, you know, I mentioned right at the top of the show about you being a celebrity wedding planner. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that happen? How does that? I mean, obviously, you're in in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. You're in uh, an area where there are lots of celebrities. But right. I have to tell you, and knowing um, you know the weddings that I've worked on and, and seeing celebrities. They're they're so used to being able to see magic created at every level in their lives. Mm-hmm. And now here it is. They've got a wedding. They want to bring you in to help them. How much extra pressure do you feel in those situations when you're working with a celebrity? Well, when I first started, and the first wedding was Brooke Shields and Andre Agassi. And I was... And I'm still, to this day, just as excited if someone calls, I, like, go ballistic. Mm-hmm. But with them, I was really naive. I had no clue what was going to happen or what was going to come from that wedding. So once you get over the initial excitement, they turn into just this normal bride and groom. And their expectations are not crazy. They really aren't. I mean, they know what happens in their movies and in their TV shows. But they truly don't They don't want that for their wedding. They really want just beautiful, what we all dreamed of as kids for our weddings. Right. They turn into the bride and they tell me what they want and usually it's a traditional ceremony a really fun reception just like all our other brides and grooms and i think the reason we get a lot of celebrities is because once a celebrity hires you and can trust you because i found that a lot of the celebrities they actually don't have a lot of friends they don't have a lot of social life yeah right so here's someone new they're letting into their life and letting into their you know, intimate moment and their lifestyles and everything. And I would say, you know, out of all of them, I pretty much have stayed friends with all of them. Unfortunately, not all their marriages have lasted. Done several baby showers for all. And that's it. And, you know, that trust level of trust becomes so important. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. And we've been really lucky as far as security and paparazzi. And it, it gets out, but... You know, nothing inappropriate has ever gotten out. When you start planning with a couple, what excites you the most about the planning process? What part of that planning process do you find that you're able to uh, make the most impact 
uh, in the wedding when, when you're starting with a couple? What is, what's that component that does it for you? I think the most impact that I can make while planning a wedding is the decor. That is what I love. I don't even love the business end of it. I love the decor, the details, all the little things that the bride usually is so excited about and gives me 20 different magazine pictures to look at. That is where I shine for the bride and groom is to listen to what they want, take it into my brain and and spew it back out what is the reality of what they can do and what they should do, but exactly what they have shown me. Maybe moderate it a little, exaggerate it a little, but that's where I that's what I love to do. Mm-hmm. Can you do anything to any space? Is, there anything. Any limit, it, it, there's no limitation. Anything. I always say to the clients, look at that space as a blank palette. If it has all the qualifications, a garden if that's what you want, great food if that's what you want. But do not look at the ugly carpet because every venue typically has an ugly carpet. Because I think sometimes a couple, you know, if they you know they have their hearts set on a specific place or a specific location and they can't get that, mm-hmm. it almost seems to bum them out. And it shouldn't because it's, it's what exactly. is being done inside those walls. Exactly. Sometimes there is, like I, I say in the book, that compromise is really something you will learn while planning your wedding. Because you may not have the date that you always dreamed of. You may not have the venue you always dreamed of. But in the end, I can promise you the night of your wedding, it will be the wedding of your dreams. And, and that's really what's most important. Exactly. You have to look at that, that end result. And talking about decor, what are some of your favorite flowers to use? Peonies, peonies, my most favorite. I can only get them in California, May, June, probably the first week of July, but I can't wait. And why why do you feel that way? I think they are the most romantic flower. They can go for a traditional wedding or a modern wedding. Mm -hmm. So it's really like a great, versatile flower, and there's just something so feminine about it. You know, everyone says, oh, my God, do you take flowers home every Saturday night? And it's like the baker who can't eat bread. (laughs) I do not take home anything, but in May and June, I take home every peonies that is left over and surround my entire house with it. So. That's great. My That's favorite. Good so if anyone out there wants to send Mindy flowers. Peonies. It's peonies. No. <laughs> what do you think are some of the best choices that brides make when they're planning their wedding? What do you see being successful decisions? Uh, because we want to help brides out exactly. there. I mean, not everyone can have you there. They can have your book, which we'll talk about in a moment, yes. um, which I encourage everyone to get their hands on. And Stay tuned because we're going to have some free copies for you out there. Yeah. But what are what are some of the happiest choices that brides have made over the years? I think I love when a bride builds builds up the wedding. What I mean by that is, you know, when they step into the ceremony area, it doesn't hit them in the face that, oh, my God. You know, I still always love the oh my God, but I love when the event builds. So they come into the ceremony and it's beautiful. And, you know, it's not too overdone because remember they're only there for max an hour, maybe 45 minutes. And then they go into cocktails and then there's some new details that you've taken. You've you've taken the ceremony, something from the ceremony, brought it over to cocktails. So there's like, oh, 
I love that. That's unusual. But then when you open the doors to the reception, that they're going to be in that room for four hours, that is where the the wow is, is in that room is where they'll appreciate it and, you know, you've spent your money well by not blasting them in the beginning, blasting them in the middle, and blasting them when they get into the reception room. It's a really good uh, um, advice for your budget and it's a very, people love to say, what's next? What's happening next? And, and you're building are, on the natural emotion exactly, of the day. Exactly. And that's not really something that a lot of right. people talk about. Exactly. Is tying that to yeah. the emotion because of the day. Because the churches, they limit you a lot of what you can bring in. Exactly. And the synagogues. And the hotels do not limit you. But if you feel, if you think about the ceremony as a place of worship, no matter if you're in a garden or in someone's home, being appropriate, I think, is really important. Yeah. And, you know, look, I have brides that really want a lot, and I respect that. If they want a lot, it's their day, and we'll do a lot. But I also love when they realize, hey, let's let's put it in the right place because I still want, you know, my signature drink. Exactly. <laughs> so. exactly. And, you know, you know, as you're talking about this, it's... It's so obvious to everyone in the business, to brides who are just starting to plan their wedding, that planning a wedding can really be overwhelming, oh. just in general. And yes. I encourage, if if you can make it work, I encourage every bride to work with an event planner. Yeah. But I know that that is not going to be a reality. No. You can't do that. Mm-mm. Which is why I'm so excited about your new book. It's it's Thank all Holly you. and I have been reading for days. <laughs> um, we were reading it on the train going home last oh, night. We were reading it um, this morning, and, and I want to talk about it. The name of your, your new book is The Wedding Book, The Big Book for Your Big Day. And it's one of these books that will become your friend, your companion. I hope so. It is just, to say it's filled... With information is just an understatement. You have to see it for yourself. You know, you've got so much going on in your life. What makes that, you say you know, that? It's just, <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Yet you found that you needed to share this information with the world and write a book. Oh. Why did you decide to do it? You know, as a wedding planner, and I'm sure a lot of you wedding planners out there pick up every book available because I like to know what's out there. I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. And I would buy all these books and there was no voice to the book. There was nothing to me. It was just very predictable. Okay, yeah, I know that. Okay, anybody can figure that out. And I really felt that you needed a voice. You needed a friend that could take you through your wedding. That wasn't your mom. That wasn't your sister. That someone that you had real questions. I mean, just not even silly questions. They're all good questions that I was hoping I could answer. And I really feel everybody who can't afford an event planner, a wedding planner, a coordinator can look in this book and really sleep at night knowing that you got your questions answered. doesn't mean that you won't have a day of person or you will have a coordinator. It's just something to make, to set your mind at ease. Right. That's what this book is, all 480-something right. pages of it. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's interesting you say that because that's kind of the feeling that I was getting when I was reading what you wrote is that mm. I could imagine the bride so many times saying, oh, okay, now I get it. Because it's, it's, it's all based on the answers. You've got right. the answers to right. those 
questions right. that will come up time and time again. Exactly. Um, because, you know, you understand it as a planner that, you know, we're doing this week after week after week. Your clients are not. They're right. coming to you. They're all fresh. Right. And it's all about teaching them. And through this book, you're able mm-hmm. able to do that. It's really And, uh, and it's real really questions that that I knew kept coming up are in that book. So they're going to come up with you too. Something as simple, and I know you guys out there are going to laugh, is so you get engaged and you're sitting there with your fiance and you go, who do I call first? Do I call my mom? And then your fiance says, no, no. Why can't we call my mom first? You know, so it, it, that's where it all starts, right, right exactly, there. Exactly, exactly. And I think it's great. You have right at the beginning of the book, there's a quiz yeah, there so for what kind of bride you are. And, right. I, you know, listeners, you're listening, you're saying, what do you mean what kind of bride? I'm the bride. I'm a bride. But right. you've got different personalities here yeah. for your bride. And what they can find out, are you a dreamer, a perfectionist, a rookie, or a nonconformist? And you found that all brides fit into one of those categories. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> because even the girls who work in my office, um, the ones who are not married, don't even have boyfriends, they took the quiz mm-hmm. and they were laughing and it came out exactly of who they were and when what they they're going to be the like. Th- but you know what? Funny. The whole book has a sense of humor too because you have to keep your sense of humor while planning your wedding. You have to. And I promise you, if you do find the fun in this, even though you're not going to realize how to do that at first, but eventually you'll go, oh my God, look what's going on. And find all your little situations, not disasters, but funny or humorous. Right. You'll end up walking down that aisle with a smile, not a not a Tums, not taking Tums right. going down all the right. way down the right. aisle. It's funny, last night at uh, your get-together yes. um, where you... you introduced uh, you know this book and Mm -hmm. all the media was there and we were there Mm -hmm. you you know you talked about that one get that one moment out of the way freak out that freak out oh my god because it happens at every wedding right every event that one moment oh and then get over it the minute they hire me we're on the (laughs) countdown for the freak out and the girls in my office and myself go please come please come let's get it over and if it's two weeks before the wedding and they haven't had one we're like oh my god right Wait, you're waiting so. you're waiting that's, that's very once funny. it's over it's like you know going down that roller coaster ah you're down you're getting down so it's great yeah you, you talk about uh, on page 20 26 about making choices and you stress it, and you do this a number of times throughout the book always keep in mind the comfort of your guests mm-hmm. and I've seen countless weddings where that's not the case. Why do you feel so strongly about that? Because when you're planning your wedding, all you're thinking about are your guests, how to impress them. The reality is you want to impress your guests. I mean, you're doing this wedding not only for yourselves, but all the stuff you're picking out right. is truly just to impress your guests and right. to have a great event. But you also need to remember that you want them to leave saying, oh, didn't that feel great? Wow. I I didn't even look at my watch. It just went so quick. I wish it wasn't over. Instead of, oh my God, what was that menu? What was that music? You know, they made us wait. When you can get out of there. Right. They made us wait two hours for the ceremony and two hours in cocktails. So you, you have to think of not only yourself, even though it is about you guys, but also you have 200 people there who you are entertaining. You are entertaining these people. You've invited them, and you have to take care of them. 
and and I think that's that's very important to yeah. the success exactly. of the overall event. Right. I mean, yeah. sure, as a bride and groom, you want to be able to do things that will please you right. as a couple, and that's right. fine. Right. But you are mm-hmm. hosting right. this this event, and, and I and truly believe the most important thing is bringing in your own personality, so you can do that and still make your guests comfortable. That's that's important to remember. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things when you're planning, if budget constraints start to come in, what are some of the first things to go? Um, Probably the first things to go are the amount of food that you've ordered. At the beginning, you order probably too many hors d'oeuvres and too many stations. So you want to cut back a little bit on the food. But I think the first thing that ends up going is a lot of the decor because... Mm. You really, I always say, you know, do your homework, find out what things, you know, really cost the reality budget, not the fantasy budget, although you should write down all your fantasies and try to get them all in there. But once you find out the reality of what things cost, hopefully you won't have to cut too many things. You know, do not try to plan your wedding the first week you get engaged. Just don't. I know it's so exciting and everybody's saying, oh my God, you better hurry. You better hire your vendors. You better get your dress. You're right. never going to get a dress. It says here you have to, you have right, to do that. Right, exactly. <laughs> Take your time. You know what? Everybody wants your business as much as you want them. Right. So if they're rushing you, they're not the right people for you. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it, it's funny. You also talk about when you're, you're planning the wedding and, and what you plan for and if something doesn't go off or if something doesn't happen or you can't have something that you wanted, you're the only one that's going to know. Exactly. Your I always say that. Don't talk about it. Right. Don't tell everybody, oh, but I was supposed to have three more people in the band. And right. nobody knows. Nobody will know. Nobody knows. And even knows. if it hap- just happens that day, they forget to put out this exactly. on, the, on the dessert cart. Let it go. It, you know, it, it just, it doesn't That's matter right. because nobody will know right. if that right. shade of pink isn't exactly, exactly. right in your and I And I've it's... had some brides who actually walk around their wedding day and say, oh, if I could have only had this and I was supposed to have this. And you know what? I always tell everybody that the guests at your wedding follow the bride and groom's lead. If they're dancing... If they're if, you, if the bride and groom's dancing, the guests are dancing. Exactly. If they're smiling Absolutely. and and saying hi to everyone, everybody will feel it. But if that bride and groom is sitting at that sweetheart table or the, all the whole time and kind of oh my feet hurt, oh I'm so glad the, the ceremony's vibe comes are, from the it's bride like, and groom. It. it exactly. brings it down. So exactly. stay up, stay happy, be excited, That's, and it's going to be a great success. That is unbelievable advice. Yeah. You talk about splurges. Mm-hmm. What are some splurges? What should a bride and groom splurge on? Well, I really think music is important because there are some venues that no matter what food you choose, they just may not do it well. You know, you may love the location, but the food may not be great. So it is what it is. But music and entertainment, it doesn't have to be a 15-piece band. There are amazing DJs out there as well. But I think if people are up dancing and being entertained and it's a great party and event, they're not going to remember any of the stuff you're worried about. Right. So I think they're that's sitting a around good, with too much to right, think about. Right, exactly. I think that's a great splurge. Yeah. I'm not a huge, huge fan of party favors unless they mean something or... For instance, one of my brides had breast cancer, you know, 
during her planning, and she gave out as party favors these little beanie baby breast cancer things. And I, I love that because it was heartfelt. It meant something. It meant something. The money was going to a good thing. Um, we've had a bride and groom who loved Disneyland. It was their theme. They had something, these lollipop things that actually went with the theme. But if you're just struggling to find a party favor just to have a party favor, I'm not a big fan. Donate. You know, right. donate. And people don't things. care. Guests don't right. care. If they and I also, a good thing that um, is... A lot of people want to splurge on a champagne toast. Mm -hmm. My advice is to cut the champagne toast. It could cost $3,000 for champagne toast to give everybody a sip. And you know what? Nobody will know the difference when you say raise your glasses and they have their wine or they have the drink they've been drinking. So don't splurge on that. It's it's not well remembered. That's that's good advice. I love the, the fact of the book that you can kind of pick it up and turn to any page and right. get get information. And what okay. I really like are the Q and A's that you did mm-hmm. um, throughout the book. And there were really a couple of ones that kind of struck me, you know, being right. in the business and, and things right. like that. And there was one on page forty nine where um, the question was: My friend runs a catering company who offered her services at a reduced charge. Hasn't made time to talk about the menu. Months ticking by. Is it safe to depend on her right. to do the catering? Well. Let me tell you, my friends call me all the time for favors, and I always say to them, you're not going to be my first priority. I will get it done, but it's going to get done like kind of on my schedule, and I'm sure this is the same instance with that, that using your friends aren't always a great idea because you're going to have very high expectations, and they're going to feel they're doing you a favor, so it, it doesn't always mesh together. I think they'll do a wonderful job for you, but if you are using a friend, you have to be patient and work on their schedule because they're fitting you in and they're giving you a deal. And look, you know, you still have to pay for labor. You know, there's things that you may think you're going to get from free for free right. from your the friend. Food still costs money. Exactly. So you you have to. You know, is it worth the friendship or is it going to cost you the same amount of money to go use another caterer who doesn't know you and will give you 100% attention and then you don't ruin your friendship with your friend? Maybe that friend can cook you a wonderful dinner when you come home from your honeymoon. Or the rehearsal dinner. Or the rehearsal dinner. Or a great brunch. Right, exactly. That's that's a great idea. I don't always think you should use friends. That's a great idea. Mm -hmm. Now, here was something on page 65 that I know comes up for every single wedding and I hear it from my own clients, how does a couple successfully cut their guest list down? Where do you start? How do you avoid getting into trouble with business associates? There's so much politics Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Where does that cutting down happen? I think the hardest, some of the hardest things about wedding is the guest list and the seating, (laughs) the seating chart, very hard. If you have to cut the list, you want to start with the people that you truly you know, you feel obligated, but you don't know them very well. So we, we usually start with the business associates. Sometimes your parents have to pay back social obligations, so you have to let them do that. But also, in one event that I did for my personal family, we only invited, this is for my son's bar mitzvah, we only invited the age that was closest to the bar mitzvah. In a wedding situation, you want to invite 
probably just tell the parents older children that's more appropriate for a wedding also instead of going into the second cousins leave everything at the first cousins i know it might hurt people's feelings but you know what when they have their wedding that is when they are going to understand that the list needs to be cut and you know, it's okay to be honest with people, too. I, it's amazing how many friends you make when you get engaged, too. Mm. All of a sudden, the friends come out of the woodwork like, right. oh, I can't wait for your wedding. And you had no intention of inviting that person. Right, exactly. And right there, be honest. Say, you know what? Our wedding has to, is going to be smaller. I want this venue. It's only going to seat, you know, so-and-so amount of people. And thank you. I wish you could be there, but I just can't, you know, right. can't fit you in. And, you know, if they don't understand... You're going to see as you get older, you're going to weed out some of those friends. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. We were talking about hard. that the other night. Mm-hmm. You know, would you invite, if you were making your wedding again today, mm-hmm. how many of those people would still be? Oh, you don't even know half those fraction. people, you know. But a if fraction. you give the groom's side a certain amount and the bride's side a certain amount and the bride and groom and really try to keep it to that, you'll fight no matter right. what. I can't make it a fantasy thing for you, but... It will come out in the end. You'll have the perfect amount of guests. Yeah. No, and have your B list because when people say no. And then you, know, you, can, you yeah. can be filling in yeah. with, with some people. I think that's, um, yeah. you know, I, I think that's, uh, that's very, very right. important. Yeah. I wanted to, before we, we wrap up here, I wanted to, to talk a little bit about another new introduction of yours, your, your favors and gifts, uh, your association ah. with Two's Company. You know, we got to come see a preview some months ago. Yeah. And you have some fabulous, fabulous stuff. Talk a little I bit about that. I designed some products that I saw were really missing in the wedding world. And my clients would come in with these bags filled with papers. And part of being a stress-free bride is being an organized bride, you know, to keep everything in order so you're not all over the place. And I designed 46 products for a wonderful gift company called Two's Company. Um, we reintroduced my wedding organizer with a new cover. Everything is Mindy Blue, my blue that I love for something yeah, blue. Really but really, everything has a little bit of a sense of humor and also something you can really use. Really clever. We have post-it notes for your magazines for keeping track. We have a keep it together file. I love the passport. Uh, oh, the passport holder. holders, cute, Such cute things gift. for your honeymoon and luggage tags and really things that you will need and are looking for. And the best part is they're very hip. They're stylish. They're yeah, hip. They're cool not stuff. geeky. And oh God, I would never carry that. Right. So a lot of stuff in there that you would wish to get yourself. Um, oh yeah, you know, really, really very neat cool stuff. and great gifts for people yeah, getting absolutely. married and stuff, and even people not so getting married. I'm so excited it, yeah, about that. Really that now, and we'll have links to all of of Mindy's uh, her book and and all of her gifts uh, on our website. So make sure you check that out. Mm-hmm. And also for our listeners, uh, you'll have a chance to to win a copy of Mindy's new book. All you have to do is send us an email and we'll have that information for you in a moment. Just as we wrap up, I have one more thing that, that, that you bring up in the book that I think is something that couples need to think about and practice a lot. Yeah. The kiss. Yes. How to have a great kiss yes. at the wedding. Yes. What do you recommend? It's something that the bride and grooms are always thinking about and I know at home they start practicing and some of the worst kiss are these make-out sessions that are there, slobbery, make-out, <laughs> and everyone's going, oh, my God. So my advice is to practice at home a nice 
you know, great kiss, a little small kiss following the great kiss, and leave it there. Right. You know, just long enough to snap the exactly. photo. Exactly. You need the, the photo and the, and and the video, it. and exactly and because you don't want them all saying, "Oh my God, it was a great event," but you should have seen them <laughs> slobbering and. So yeah, yeah. It's something that you look back on yes. and cringe if and you do. Just trust beautiful me. as your event, that kiss should be, you know, fit right into the beauty of the event. Exactly, exactly. One last thing as we wrap up, and we talked about this uh, the other day while we were here at market that couples don't eat anything at the wedding, oh. make sure to ask your caterer to pack a doggy bag for you. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> you are starving after your wedding. We make sure that there is food in the room, and that cake will never taste better than it will at about 4 in the morning exactly. after, after exactly. the wedding. And you will definitely appreciate all your hard work on your menu planning at four in the morning. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Mindy, thank you so much for, for oh, being a guest thank here. thank you for having me. We want to tell our listeners you can win a copy. We have three copies of, of Mindy's new book that you can win if you'd like a chance uh, to do that. You can send us an email, and in the subject line, you can write Mindy's book, and you'll be entered for a random drawing for that. You can send the email to our email, email address, which is feedback at the WPN.com. That's feedback at T-H-E wpn.com and you can uh, have a chance to win and also if you have a question uh, that you'd like Mindy to answer or any of us here at Wedding Podcast Network you can make sure you can do that you can also call our listener hotline which is 800-882-1259 and you can leave us a voicemail there you've been listening to Meet the Masters only available on Wedding Podcast Network we've been chatting with Mindy Weiss my friend and a wonderful Thank wedding you, planner from California who's about to start Thank a you. whirlwind book tour. Hopefully you'll see her in yeah. a city near you. The book is The Wedding Book. The Wedding the Book. The big book for your big day. Yeah. And the if you go on my website, MindyWeiss.com, you can see the book tour schedule. So hopefully... Yes, make sure you come and see you and you you'll come see autograph me that and book. visit me. Yes. That'll be fabulous. Uh, Mindy, once again, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. This is Meet the Masters, only available on Wedding Podcast Network. I'm Robert Allen, and we'll see you next time.